be a runner and you don't have to look like maybe what people think a traditional runner looks like. You can be a runner in any body size, at any speed. So I think that would be my biggest piece of advice is just like listening to your own body and finding the running that works for you. And it's okay if you think that that looks different from someone else and it likely will because you have your own body. Hi, this is Lindsay Green, and this is the Bayshore Marathon episode of the Pre-Race Podcast featuring Adam Hughes. Everybody, this is season two, episode four of the Pre-Race Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hughes. No, I'm just kidding. My name is Eric Zugabe. I'm the host uh, to this episode. Adam is sick, but I can do my best Adam Hughes impression. Let's go, brother! Or we're on the barge here. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is the Traverse City edition, uh, Lake Michigan edition, season two, episode four. We're going to do another collective shout out. So everyone who has eaten a banana today, good job. You're really fueling your body with that, with that sweet, sweet yellow fuel of the banana uh, smushiness. <laughs> I don't know what you would call in terms of the fibrous texture of a banana. Um, this is brought to you by Big, Big Banana. I had to, I had to say that. Um, so welcome to the, the PRP, the Pre-Race Podcast. This is a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race that they've been preparing for. Um, So we've got a pretty good episode for you. Um, So I'm going to introduce our guest host. You may have heard of him. Um, He's pretty prolific on the internet scene. He's a podcaster. He's an A20 climate ambassador, and he'll do anything for $5. His name is Adam Hughes. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. Uh, have you have you been on this before? Have you heard of this or listened to I've it? heard of it. I've okay. never been on it. Though. Okay, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? I feel good. I'm, I'm feel better than I normally do on these. Okay. You got a lot of responsibility today. I don't. I know. I'm I know. saying it, dude. I know, and I have all the controls, so I can just like I can just I'm mess with the you. controls. Okay. Yeah, I gave you a small t- tutorial today. Oh. What, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was it? Say, say that again. What were you? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel good though, and the I just would like it to be publicly known that I won't do anything for five dollars, but ten dollars. I don't know about ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have a couple housekeeping things. Uh, first is the fact. Usually in mythology, you've heard of mythology, Greek mythology. Yeah, is like that, Greek mythology. Is it, so there's Michigan mythology. Okay. And there's a lot of mythology in a lot of states, but the Michigan monster in quotes is the Michigan dog man. Have you heard of him? No. Uh, it's like a werewolf. Okay. That it's just a dog that stands on two legs okay. and it just mauls people. Okay. But the thing that is interesting is that it only shows up when it's the year that ends in a seven. So it comes every ten years, year ending in a seven. And the sightings have been like 1937, 1957. Where in Michigan does this happen? Everywhere. Well, <laughs> this is interesting, which you. Will, our listeners will find out later. It's it's usually the sightings are in northwest Michigan, Lower Peninsula, Traverse which City. which is where Traverse City is. Which oh my gosh, Eric, great, <laughs> great, great so, episode fact. Yeah, so then. It, luckily it's not twenty twenty seven, but yeah. the Michigan Dogman's out there. Be careful, watch out. Beware. Um. So 
We have, I guess I have to do a joke because I have to follow this uh, pretty rigorous script here that Adam is giving. It's a, co- it's a compass, not a map. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, well, it's not really a joke. It's just a story, as all good jokes are. Yeah. Uh, I was at an interview. and A job interview? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm looking for a new job. If okay. anyone knows a good job, I'll take it. Five bucks. Five bucks, he'll do it. <laughs> um, and so the interviewer asked me what my strongest quality was or just like my most prolific quality if someone were to say what's what's this guy's deal so i said to him uh i'm pretty vague <laughs> and the guy is that what your strongest quality was that you're vague well he said can you elaborate th- on that okay and i said yes <laughs> <laughs> like that? i love it dude i love your jokes and, uh, and that's see that's a simple clean joke right that, that might go over some pe- that might go over some people's head right but i like that a lot Right, it takes a little bit of thought. You gotta mm-hmm. work with the joke a little bit. Yeah. Maybe like kind of wring it out like a towel. Yeah. And then, and then the the sweet nectar of laughter will come out. Well, yeah. <laughs> Harvesting the nectar of laughter. <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> um, okay, so we got a little quote for you, um, and this is this is out for a lot of the runners out there who are just starting, and also runners who have been. Running for a long going, time. Are you going running quote on me right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm going Mr. Stevie Prefontaine. Pre-pre? Uh, right, Steve Prefontaine. Don't let fatigue make a coward out of you. That's it. That's it. That's he's got a lot of long ones, and he's kind of like, a lot of his quotes are like, hey, I'm better than everyone because I work harder. Yeah. But this one's a good one. I think this, this one applies to everyone. I think this one is good for this episode and in in this, in this guest. Right. So. Yeah. So do you think we should introduce... You think it's time? Yeah. I think it's time. I think it's time. What we time is do it? it? Yeah, it's time. Did we um, did we prepare any brevity? Do you have any brevity for her? Brevity. We, we may have we may have forgotten. It's to the do soul that. of wit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> let me just. Re- <laughs> uh, so anyway, our guest here is a recent master's graduate from the University of Michigan in the field of nutrition. Uh, she's a Michigan native, born and raised, and still loving it here in the old mitten. Uh, she's preparing for to run her first marathon this week up in Traverse City. Miss Lindsey Green, thanks for joining the show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Give us a little, uh, how's your day? day was, what did you do today? Day was good. I, um, I'm on a two-month break after graduating before I start an nice. internship. So I sleep until 9.30 every morning and <sighs> take a nap. And uh, <sighs> I'm really, I do a puzzle. It's a, it's a good life. I'm not complaining. She's got, really I'm, taking her puzzle seriously. Yeah. I've got issues with puzzles. Same here, bro. Someone puts out a puzzle a and puzzle I'm like, well, this is my entire day now. I, I'm doing this puzzle. It's I'm not rela- sucked in. It's I can't not get relaxing it to me. It makes me stressed that I can't figure it oh, out. Oh, it's so relaxing. Oh, wow. good for you, Linz. Well, thanks for being on. Congrats on graduating. Thank you. It's a big achievement. Um, so we have a couple of rules. All right, let's hear them. Okay, we have three. One, you have to be vulnerable. Two... You have to be honest. And three, the guest host, Adam, serves as the primary arbitrator. That's right. So this is kind of like the, the first steps before legal court. This is mastercraft. Phew. I crafted my way into Arbitration hap- happens before court. So, <laughs> but okay. Wait, hold on. Are you good with those rules, Lens? I am good with those rules. And I know that if I pretend that I'm not, that Adam <laughs> will correct me. Right. So. Right. <laughs> It'll happen. Adam, do you want to, someone want to elaborate on your relationship? Yeah, I'll, I'll give her, I'll let okay. her do it. Um, okay. <laughs> so Adam and I have been dating for about three years. Yeah. Long time. And, um. Two and a half. Three. Yeah. How much of that Two is, and a half, three. is pandemic? 
dating uh, as much of the pandemic as there has yeah. been so yeah it's been ex- about all, two all years pandemic and then the year before that was kind of a little bit of this little bit of that. that's what builds yeah. bonds yeah. pandemic builds bonds it, builds, it truly it, does it's a bond builder it, it sheds the the excess weight and it builds bonds yeah. yeah and i think there was a time in our relationship pretty close to the pandemic when we were potentially considering other other options not because we weren't enjoying each other but because we thought maybe that wasn't best for each other at the moment and then the world shut down yeah and then we were like well here we you are want, you want to hang out <laughs> <laughs> all right that's not exactly how it went let's, how hear, did it go? let's hear your version of it then i feel like what happened is um it definitely wasn't the right time and we both kind of knew that that was difficult but then the pandemic hit and i think it was a little bit of like I don't really, this is really scary and I don't really want to do it with anyone else. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Good Thank job. you. <laughs> and you found that. Wow. You're killing it right now. Nice. You're just fucking slugging it on the pod right out of the gates. Thank you. <laughs> I should have said that as my Adam impersonation. Right out of the gates. gates. Here we go. <laughs> you um, it, yeah. You gave it a brother too. I'm a, yeah. I'm a brother, but I'm a bro guy. A big bro guy. <gasps> no, but the brother that you <laughs> did. Hey, that was, that was brother. <laughs> that's Avicii. I think, is that Avicii song? I don't know. I think that's where that came from. Anyways. No, you're. Uh, uh, right. Let's get back to something. Let's go back. Let's, Let's get, get back. back. Let's okay. dial it back. <laughs> um, so, Lindsay, what race are you training for? I am training for the Bayshore Marathon in Traverse City, Michigan. When is it? May 28th at 7.15 a.m. I think that's right. right. Don't, don't quote me on the time, but oh, I think right. that's right. <laughs> it's actually at 8.15 you're now. Shit. Really, you're <laughs> it's, that's, the right, that's the right time. Right date. Nice. It's not going to be like this time of year up there. It's not going to be too hot. It's supposed to be partly cloudy and 70. I haven't checked the humidity, so okay. a little hotter than I'd like, but, you know, it's all right. We'll roll with it. Drink right, lots right of water. You're going to have a little lake breeze. You'll be all right. Yeah. Lake breeze is nice. Um, so what race is this for you in your career? This is race number two. Okay. What was the first run? I ran a half marathon in November of 2020. Okay. Um, I had been training, actually, for the Bayshore half um pre-pandemic and then the pandemic hit and um obviously all the races got canceled or rescheduled to 2021 um and so i had already kind of been training and i last minute um signed up to do a half marathon in november of 2020 and um fell off my training it was uh an adventure but it was fun yeah it's okay to fall off your uh, training stony creek half was crazy bro she went she ran through Hail, wind, rain, sun, sun, yeah, sleet. Is this, is this Stony Creek Metro Park? Yeah. Yes, oh, I've ran there. It was weird. really fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good spot. It's yeah. a good loop. It's a good spot for a good good loop or two. I ran there in high school. Yeah, five k. Reminds me of Kensington. It's very similar to that. Yeah, so. the weather was crazy though. Yeah, but That's you did wild. you did a great job there. Yeah, without much training. Yeah, so it was a good time. A lot of it's mental. Yeah, um, you can say that again. A lot of it's mental. You can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> um all right well okay so one last softball question for you um if this was your last day on earth what would you do and who would you spend it with Mm, all right i knew i was going to get this question and i have been thinking deeply about it over the past week however i still don't really have an answer um as we've talked about puzzles, I think I would start my day waking up, going out to water the garden in the sun while I drink either a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. You got to pick one. It's your last day. Cup of coffee. 
Okay. Uh, uh, specifically a salted maple latte Ooh. is our jam. Okay. So, yeah. Salted. Do you put maple syrup? In yes. That? It is a absolute hack to and all vanilla. the listeners out there. Vanilla and vanilla. Salt. Vanilla salt. Like real vanilla? Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla yeah. extract, yeah. $40 vanilla extract? Uh, it might be beaver, but b- vanilla, but okay. it's still vanilla <laughs> <Hold> <laughs> for on. all intents and purposes. Hold on. Hold on. What is beaver butt? That's <laughs> I, was, I, I <laughs> didn't know what that was. And I, right, so let's go with it. I thought other people knew that. What's it the, called? Um, beaver butt? So as someone, I guess, in nutrition, this is just like something that I think most of my nutrition friends know. Um, <laughs> most vanilla extract is actually from the glands of beavers' butts. No, no fucking way, um, dude. No. I'm about 98% positive on okay. that. Yeah, we'll get, I mean, if you're over 90%, we'll get But it. real vanilla... Like pure vanilla is very expensive, right? So it's most most is made from beaver what? butts. Okay. So we supplement with beaver butts. Beaver yeah, because butt it's glands. way it's their glands. Okay, yeah. so shout out to the guy who's just trying I, beaver butt. <laughs> hey, this tastes like vanilla. Yeah, the discovery. <laughs> and then everyone else. The guy in the who discovered this. Like, yeah. Okay, dude, stop. Jesus, stop. they're like they're like Stan. You got to stop touching the beaver. Stop in touching the, the beaver butts. <laughs> Which also beaver. It's right. kind of a, a name it's for just, something else, too. It's a so. myriad of euphemisms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back to your, okay, go yeah, back to your me, most ideal day. Let me finish my day. Okay. It's only um, in the morning. <laughs> it's only been about she five minutes. She hasn't even had her beaver butt woke, coffee yet. <laughs> since I woke up. Beaver gland. Um, okay, so yes, I would water the garden. Sunny, like 65, 70 degree day. If I get to pick. Um, okay. Sure. Nice. Sure. Water the garden with my latte, and then I would work on my puzzle for about twenty minutes. Hopefully, it would be the end of the puzzle. I'd yeah. be completely. Right. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, that's it's cool. Free, almost yeah, ready. yeah, because there's I'm like about to die. 50, so. There's like fifty pieces left, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And and then after that, I would maybe go out to some brunch at Avalon with some friends because yeah. I love mm-hmm. Avalon brunch. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Avalon. Um, yeah, company. shout out to Avalon. It's amazing. I love it there. And then I think I would go to the beach. Which beach? Yeah. I mean, if, if this is my ideal day and I can teleport, yeah. then okay. Lake then Lake Michigan. But if, if it's in Ann Arbor, I would go to Barton Pond. Okay. Um, so I do some swimming and then go home, take a shower, maybe take a nap, and then go out to dinner. Or make dinner, but like a really nice like five course. Yeah, you could spend your whole bank account. Yeah, slow, yeah. leisurely. I think I would probably cook. I think you'd cook. Yeah, if I'm gonna go out for brunch, I would I would probably cook because yeah. I love to cook, and probably like have all of the people who really appreciate food who I am close with like be there because I love feeding people and I love seeing their reactions when people eat food. I think it right. makes me really happy. Right. Um, and then, and then you'd ask everyone to promptly leave. Yes, after and then, <laughs> and then everyone would be gone by about. Do, am I dying at midnight? Is that yeah? Okay, yeah, you're it's, dying a, at it's like a Cinderella. Well, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or whenever you fall asleep. Okay, all right. Which, means Which she's doesn't dying count at with a nap. <laughs> means she's, nap is she, somehow she's the, dead at nine forty-five. The, the god of death is like, <laughs> all right, I'll let the nap. Um, then I would, I'd go for a walk to get some ice cream, and um, then maybe go for a walk in the woods with. Maybe Adam and my mom. Nice. And uh, send my mom on her way and go home and. Then you die. Snuggle a little bit and then and then I die. And then, yeah. And then you go bye bye. <laughs> That's a good answer. I like. Uh, yeah, that was nice. That was very like, centered around you, good food. Yeah. 
All right, so we're gonna switch over to work a little and little, little too. Work life balance. That's a good one. You like that? Yeah. That transition. Uh, so you did good on the button there. I'm a button guy. Yeah. I'm really good, and I'm really like I won't mess up. Um, okay, so Lindsay, what do you do for a living right now? Because you're kind of on a sabbatical. I am. It's but are very... you doing anything for any income? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Living so the dream. yeah, living that income free life right now for a couple mm-hmm. months, um, beyond like some random pet sitting gigs and, right. um, thinking about door dashing or maybe doing some Rover. Okay. So we'll see. We got Rover some... sounds like more fun. So it's how, a blessing and a curse. <laughs> how busy are you right now? Um, not busy, not busy right now. Yeah. So I have this two month stretch after graduating before I start my internship where I'm just kind of like relaxing, traveling, preparing for the marathon. And how's that going? Because you don't have any work obligations that are stopping you from running right now. Yeah, no, it's, um, well, I did the... It's almost a bad thing, honestly. Yeah, like if now it's the only thing you got and you got to do it. In my opinion. Yeah, I I actually think it's been, I did most of my training before graduation. I graduated April 29th. So most of my, I think maybe my 18 miler was after I graduated. Maybe. And how did you balance going to school and finishing your graduate degree with training for this? I think just less social time. Yeah. Which is not, I'm an introvert, so like that's not not a huge deal for me anyway. But um, I think, and I also have friends who are also training for things. So I think we're just like, we're aligned in, you know, needing to get good sleep and like, coordinating social time during our runs and stuff that that was helpful but um yeah no and I I also got lucky that my last semester was just less crazy than my other semesters so I had a little bit more wiggle room right nice right well tell us about your internship what you're getting ready for starts yeah so I'm doing a dietetic internship um here in Ann Arbor it's through the University of Michigan School of Public Health um and we do about I I don't quote me on this, but I think it's about 60% clinical and about 40% community nutrition. So we do a lot of it with like Michigan medicine, um, working in like different um, units there. And then we do some with like food gatherers or like um, like the St. Joe's farmers. It's not the farmer's market, but it's like the St. Joe's farm, I think it's called. Like access, Um, food access work? Yeah, like food access work, food pantry work. you know, working with WIC, which is like a federally supported um, funding for women who have children um, or infants to get groceries. So like stuff like that or working clinically with, you know, like tube feeding situations or just like people who are who have diabetes or um, have just gotten out of surgery or who have like gastric issues or things like that. It's a really, really broad range. I don't actually know what I'll be working on yet um, until we have orientation, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of exposure to, to yeah. different pieces of nutrition. So. It sounds really fulfilling too. Just kind yeah. Of it's a little sampler for you to choose what you, what, yeah. what's a you charcuterie ultimately want to do. A it's a, it, it's a, <laughs> it's a nutrition charcuterie board. We love it. Yeah. We, nice. we love a charcuterie board. Well, that's exciting. Good yeah. for you. Um, highs and lows for your training right now. Highs and lows. We're kind of running towards the end of the training, but oh, okay. This is good. This is a good one for her. Um. Okay. High. My high of training was definitely a ten mile run that I did. I just did. I did the whole thing on my own. Adam was out of town because he had he had paced me for a lot of my um, longer runs, and 
I just like woke up early and my stomach was cooperating after like weeks of it not really doing what I wanted. Um, and I just like brought the perfect amount of nutrition and it was like a perfect temperature outside. It was like 60 and like early. So the sun wasn't super strong and, um, my legs just felt good. And so that was like a real high to be like, oh, okay. Like maybe I can do this. Um, even though, you know, 10 verse 26, like (laughs) debatable, but yeah, no, I think that was like the most peace that I had Mm -hmm. on one of my longer runs and then lows. I think I had a lot of lows. I tend to be a person who doubts myself pretty easily. Um, so, but I think my... I can concur with that. Yeah. I think my lowest low was probably actually right after I graduated. Um, because right after I graduated, I had a bit of a sore throat. And I was worried that I had COVID. Um, so I took several tests and I was, I was really worried about having gotten people sick at the graduation party or at graduation. Um, it turned just spoiler alert, turned out not to be COVID. Thankfully it was just a cold, but, um, I was, well, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but was dealing with some major blister issues on both of my big toes. Oh yeah. I saw yeah. them. Yeah. You've seen them in person. The right? blisters are yeah, bad, she's, man. Yeah. Blisties. I come from like the ultra world. I've never seen anything like this, dude. It was bad. It was gnar. Luckily, she's it didn't on the. Didn't look that bad when I saw it. Uh, it's gotten there's worse. There's updated pictures, yeah. bro. So she's on. She's <laughs> Stay on the, tuned on the Instagram. Yeah, she's on. That's a hundred percent. The blister is going to be on the gram. <laughs> um, but she's on the mend with that. But I'd say the blisters were a low because that was an obstacle we were fighting collectively for. Yeah, for months. It wasn't just like one. It was for wow. weeks. At, Since at a time. like early March yeah. to. Yeah, pretty much just this week. So, um, yeah, anyway, blisters were bad. I hadn't been running and I just was really doubting myself of like, yeah, I think this is stupid. Why am I doing this? This is really overwhelming. I'm not I'm not ready. Um, And just feeling, yeah, a lot of doubt and insecurity about running the race. And um, I don't really know what turned it around. I think I just was my blisters got a little bit better and I got back out there to run and it felt good, but then the blisters come back, but, <laughs> but I think it turned the mindset around a little bit, yeah. but it was, it was rough. Well, in the end, I mean, you're still doing it. You're still yeah. running and most people in the world are not, or at least in the United States are not running at all or training for anything. And it's just good to have something to train for. Yeah. It's good to move your body. It's good to move out, get out there, mm-hmm. shake it out, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that that ten mile run, you'd probably say was your favorite run of the whole training sesh. Yeah, I think it was probably my favorite. One of my other like, you did really great on the eighteen miler though. Oh, eighteen. That was that's her, the one you got to do. Like that was her biggest run. When did you do that? Uh, two, two, two weeks, weeks ago? ago. Okay, yeah. so now you're in the taper uh-huh. session. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you was, explain uh, what taper is to the to the non runners? Taper. Yeah. Do you know what I tapering? hardly know her. Oh, nice. No. Oh, I queued it up for you, right bro. Into it. Yeah, you good. Did. All right. Now we all got one. Now we can leave it. All right. Um, a taper people, everyone that listens okay. to the show knows what a taper is, but tapers when you slow down before the race, right. the, ori- your leggies. the original, leggies. the original plan for her taper was going to be three week taper. Okay. But her blisters delayed some of her bigger efforts throughout training camp. And so we were kind of forced to push the taper to be a two week taper, which is more traditional, but Lindsay's Lindsay's like doesn't have a runner's body. Um, okay. And I was worried about her 
exuding too much before the race and um she doesn't have a huge time goal she really just has a completion goal so it was more like how can we make sure that that she's mentally prepared for this and has the confidence but her body is in like prime like back and like healed up right so originally it was going to be a three-week taper it's a two-week taper she's doing okay she's in a good spot still but yeah that's kind of where it stands there sound like her coach (laughs) <laughs> I, I basically I've been like her pseudo coach. It's been fun. Yeah, we'll see though because like I don't know if it's gonna work. And then I have confidence in you, but I'm uh, the guinea pig. You feeling good? Can... Um, yeah. We'll we'll are we gonna get to that later? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Wait, we'll get can there. I finish telling my other favorite? Yeah. Runs yes, story? absolutely. Okay. So it wasn't actually probably one of my favorite runs during the run. I was really nervous. It was when I ran nine miles. Okay. I was really nervous. Was not feeling great about it. It did not go splendidly. It wasn't like the shittiest run I've ever had, but it was not. It was very neutral. And afterwards, I was tanked for like two days. Like I couldn't do like anything. And not because my body was hurting, but I was just so tired. And that has been one of my favorite runs to look back on because I can see like how much has changed mentally and physically that I've gotten a lot stronger. Both. Yeah. In mind and body. So that's that's like. Was not the favorite one during, but was definitely one of my favorite ones right. after. Build that sweat equity. Yeah. Sweat equity? Oh, <laughs> sweat Why don't people say that? I don't know. Dude. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it really Sweat-wity. does. Sweat Um, So what's in your ears these days? What's in the uh, the AirPods, the EarPods? Um, I mean, this is going to be a cliche answer, perhaps, or sound like it was fed to me. But if there is a new PRP episode... I am listening to it. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Are you going to listen to this podcast? Are you going to listen to yourself? I'm not sure yet. I think I probably will, but maybe not right away. Um, But yeah, so PRP is my favorite thing to listen to, especially on a long run. Um, I've tried other podcasts and sometimes like them, but in general, like the PRP just always hits because I feel like it's so... And like I said, this is not a plug, (laughs) but it it just really is like inspirational and... um, it's cool to hear like what other runners go through. Yeah. So that's one thing I love to listen to. And then otherwise just like music. Um, I'm, I don't really ever listen or I don't really ever run silently. Okay. Except oddly enough when I have done a race in the past. So like when I did my half marathon, I did the first nine miles silent. And then you, and then you put headphones Yeah. On? Because I wanted to like treat myself for the last four miles and make them feel like extra exuberant. You got to work, work for the music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think there there's something about silence that is nice, but I often don't listen to silence. So what inspired you to run? Or mm-hmm. let's let's do, let's start back. What what's your background in activity or in general? Did you did you play sports? College, did you in high school, middle school, preschool? <laughs> <laughs> um, the last sportish thing I did was probably when I was like nine okay uh i did gymnastics and swim i have never been a competitive person i also really don't like to do things that are hard (laughs) so when those things got hard i also changed schools so i would have lost my coaches um and i think both of those kind of just changed my mindset and i just wasn't down for it um and then didn't really do anything like super um regimentedly active i was always kind of moving my body going for walks um doing yoga those kinds of things but never um in like a team or structured setting really until i started running like the past three years um so what got you going i would i would just 
put on top of that that yes, you didn't have you know semi standard American youth sports, but you're a big yogi for a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I that, mean, and then that I mean that's an extremely physical thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Give yourself credit there. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I, yeah, I started doing yoga when I was 15 and did yoga pretty consistently until I was... Until the pandemic. Yeah, until the pandemic hit. Um, and then took a took a little break from teaching yoga and practicing yoga um, just for some, some mental health reasons, just needed a change of pace. But yeah, no like hard... I mean, yoga is hard, but it's... Yoga is fucking hard, dude. It's different, you know? It was really like a... A mental health thing for me to do yoga at the time so yeah, yeah. i miss yeah. it is that what helped you transition to running is kind of an alternative um you mean mm. like in terms of how challenging it was i don't know just like i'm putting myself in your shoes but i don't want to do yoga right now for whatever reason i want to do something to just stay active is that what it was or what got you into running oh yeah so that's that's a good question so i started running before i stopped practicing yoga like regularly but um so I was doing both of them for a while, but I, like I said, have always loved to move my body despite not having a super like sporty background. I think, you know, especially with the pandemic, like running was so accessible and because I am an introvert and with a pandemic of like safety concerns with a pandemic, especially early on, like running was just something that I could do alone where I could go outside and I, I loved that aspect to it. Um, yeah. And so obviously I started dating Adam who's obsessed with running. And then also I moved into a house where everyone else was like active. So we call it, we all kind of inspired each other to run. Um, Tessa, shout out to Tessa. Shout out to T, <laughs> T Payne. Shout out to Teeps. Um, yeah. So she is a big cyclist and I think just seeing each other like go out for runs or go out for bike rides was just like collectively really encouraging, let alone that I was also dating someone who was really active. So it was just like a really good space to encourage myself to like move my body and yeah. stay accountable. It seems like it was almost like bound to happen. Yeah. Any moment. Yeah. Like I, a volcano. Around. Yeah. I would say the only thing I would add to that is I don't think that you were, um, as inclined to run because I ran right out of the gates. But as soon as you came and kind of crewed me for that first ultra marathon, that was when the bug bit her and she was like, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's accurate. Yeah. I I've always liked running, but I was always a person who used running when I was like really stressed or anxious. And I would just like randomly go run four miles. But um, yeah, seeing his first ultra and crewing that and like just seeing the diversity of people that were out there and kind of just like, the really good natured energy that you have when you're at it, especially a trail ultra was just really cool. And it was really awesome. And I was like, Oh, I, I want to run. And then I did, I had always been a treadmill runner and I like, when we first met, I like swore and would die by running on treadmill versus running outside. I was like, so opposed to it, which is so funny <laughs> now. Um, I was so mad at her. I was like, bro, come on. Bro. I was like, no, you can watch Netflix. She's like, I'll never go on the trail. And then now she's the trail gal. Yeah. And then when I did my first trail run, it was only like two and a half miles and I was just pet sitting. We were at a baseball field and there was some random trails and I just like spontaneously jogged around in them. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> and there I felt very validated yeah, at that point. Because you're not crazy. Yeah, exactly. Only a little bit. Yeah. Can confirm. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about this app we know of called. And now it's time to talk about Strava. 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 Oh, I really like Strava. Oh, me too. Thanks, Jake. All right. So let's talk about the pros and cons of Strava. 
you want to go pros or cons? Let's first. start with the pros. I'm feeling Kay. positive. Okay. Let's go. Let All it right. rip. Okay, pros. I, I think I'm a pretty pro Strava person because um, like I've said before, I'm I'm not a competitive person. So I think that that's one of the qualms that people tend to have with Strava is the comparison game. I think, you know, that can get in my head a little bit. We'll get to that in the cons. But but I think overall, I tend to just see Strava as like a place to encourage your friends and your community. So it's so much less about stats for me. Like I have literally maybe five times in the entire three years I've had Strava, like actually clicked on someone's activity and looked at their stats which I know is something that other people maybe tend to do a little bit more, but I just like to see like my friends getting out there and like shout out to Ashley Baker. She's one of my good friends from college. I would consider her my best friend from college. So uh, real quick. Hard role to fill. Ashley Baker designed all the PRP bananas. Yeah. Oh, thanks Ashley. Yeah. Smash and stab. She's a stud. Love she's her. great. We love her very much. Yeah. Whenever. So for example, whenever Ash does a run, she's not like a frequent runner, but she loves to run whenever she's home with me or with Adam and I, and we'll occasionally sporadically like pop one out. She lives in Philly. So you'll randomly see her like doing a little three or four mile run in Philly. And that just makes me really hyped to like see my friends getting out yeah. there. And um, yeah, I, I really love the like encouragement and community piece of it. Do you go hard in the comments or do you just throw a little thumbs up depends on the person okay i'd say for my um specifically for ash or also my friend sydney also shout out to sydney um basically anyone who's not on strava who is a friend of mine who randomly shows up on strava i get really excited and right. i comment every single time like oh my god you're back I'm so yeah. excited you also, oh, yeah. so you also comment and support the people who are doing a lot of work on strava too yeah yeah no i do like the people who i've been like following yeah. and um, you give me love my friends love you give Kayla yeah. love yeah 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 so, but I'm a big kudos person love kudos too yeah. Yeah. right Adam does this thing when he runs where he becomes the the local legend yeah of some very random and arbitrary little strip in some silly forest <laughs> somewhere and every single time he's a local legend I'll I'll comment in all caps whoa watch <laughs> out everyone local legend here got to get this man a trophy <laughs> get this guy a trophy yeah. stand back arbitrary is funny that you say that cuz it's always in the arb that that's happening <laughs> right all right cons cons of strava um cons of strava like i said not very competitive but sometimes the comparison game can get in my head and be, like i've mentioned i'm i'm a slow runner my average run is like I would say 1130 to 1230 pace per mile. So sometimes I can get self-conscious about being a slower runner, especially being surrounded by so many people who are speedier than me. Um, I can forget that like one, that it's okay to go your own pace. And also that there are a lot of other people who run the pace that I do just because that's not the community that I see as much. That being said, all of my friends are very like loving and patient and supportive when they run with me and are all happy to go <laughs> the pace right. that I go, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's the biggest con. Sometimes I get self-conscious about being a slower runner, not with the, my activities that I post, just but just kind of like questioning when I do runs, if I should be like trying to go faster because I see other people going faster. Yeah. That peer pressure. Yeah. Uh, is that what they want? Is that what Strava wants is to just like encourage people to go faster? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Mm. I think Strava has got good intention and I think Strava overall is a really tremendous platform. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, we're going to, now it's time to get vulnerable. Here we go. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. 
here. Oh yeah, right. Right. <laughs> that kind of sounds like Austin Powers yeah. on my Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the what's the goal in this race? The goal is to run a marathon. Yeah. I have no time goal, um, but I just want to finish. Yeah, that's that's the goal. a good goal. Yeah. First person that ran a marathon straight up died after. He's like, I'm done. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't well, think that's, that's the, true. That's the rumor. Yeah. Well, that's like okay. The okay. That's the, that's the that's the mythology. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there were other factors. <laughs> I would. But he just ran so. a marathon, and they just said, "Okay, it's this amount of distance." I'm outie. He had to warn someone about approaching oh, right. army or something. Yeah. With the queen. I'm sure the queen. The queen. Yeah, didn't it have something to do with the queen, and that's why it's twenty six point two because the queen decided that she wanted it to be point two miles longer. Which queen? Queen of England, I think. Oh. Wait, we're talking Paul Revere here. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're we're all messed up in the history. My <laughs> history I'm is joking. Roman history. I'm joking. Yes, it's not Paul Revere. It's not American Revolution. <laughs> the British are coming. <laughs> Paul Revere runs the first marathon. Just, go America. They don't like Paul. They're like Paul. Get the fuck out of here, man. Let's go America. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think I dropped a fact on this or something before, but it's like. He, Ran two marathon, or his name was marathon. I think he ran two marathon. Yeah, and then it has to do with a queen, though. I'm pretty sure. I they didn't co- learn that one. Were there queens in the empire, like Roman empires? I don't think queens there were, were a Caesars. Thing. Pizza, really? pizza. Yeah. Okay. okay, so the goal is to finish. It's just to, yes. to run the marathon. Yeah, that in itself is a goal. Yeah. Time is arbitrary too. Yeah. If you ever talk to someone and they and they say, "What'd you do this weekend?" and you say, "I ran a marathon," they're already impressed. True. And they ask you what your time is, and you say it. And they don't know what that means. <laughs> so you could say any number. You could say, oh, I ran it in one hour. And they'd be like, oh, good for you. And they wouldn't know that that's Fast. a ridiculous number. Yeah. So running it is the real thing. Yeah. 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 I think um, it's a good goal. I think it's has that goal. changed since you began training? Were you shooting for a time? I originally was not shooting for a time. I originally, my goal has just always been to finish it. Um, I would say maybe about what three four weeks ago adam and i looked at the race website or would we were doing some kind of just like perusing around on when the cutoff is for traverse city and it's six hours okay and that got in my head because that on average is like a 13 40 minute mile Mm -hmm. um which when i'm running longer distances is not impossible for me to do um and also with like I love to take breaks and eat my snacks and stuff. So, um, yeah, she's a big break gal. Yeah, I'm not a grinder. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but I think that got in my head for a little while of like, yeah. I really, really wanted to finish in six hours. And I felt like I was going to be like embarrassed if I took longer than six hours because I would finish and I wouldn't have technically finished. So, like, there's a chance that I could run this race and not get a medal because I might be after the cutoff point and after they've like already taken stuff down. But I took that off the table. So it it really truly is just about to finish the race. And right. I have never cared about speed. So like, I'm not going to start now and psych myself out let's, for something that my body is not capable yeah, of let's, potentially let's doing. Let's back this up a little bit. Okay. So you're saying that's, that's how you, you're kind of treating this. Like you've changed your mindset on this. Well, it changed in the middle. And then it went back Which to the original. Which is fine, but we had, you know, we had a conversation a couple of days ago about how worried you were about not finishing under six. Right. Arbitration. And now well, I've changed it. So have you become enlightened in the past 48 hours? Yes. You have? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Do you not believe me? They're not going to. 
I believe you, and that's what I was hoping, and yeah. that's why I gave her a task this week as her homework, quote unquote, coach or whatever. Okay. Homework is mindfulness this week. Over morning everything. gratitude specific. Nice. Morning gratitude specific. You know what? What's what's important this weekend? Taking a look at the big picture of everything she's been working on, I think she didn't do the best job of illustrating just how worried she was mm-hmm. that there were going to be people there supporting her and that she wasn't going to come across the finish line in the, in the, in the amount of time that the race provides. But I'm glad to hear that you've arrived here at being okay with finishing over six. I just want to make sure you're not just saying that for the podcast. No, I'm not. I think there will be a tiny slice of me that will still be sad but also, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, I have kind of a funny feeling in my left knee. So I'm also kind of recognizing that that's a piece um, potentially. And yeah, I really just want to finish. And I'm going to have a really like awesome supportive crew um, of people supporting me. So there'll be enough of a finish line either way. Right. Um, and like I said, pull away the pavement. Yeah. The pavement still exists. That's yeah. true. And the people yeah. who are there for you are not going to leave. Yeah, Perfect. they're there, thick or thin. They've committed. We're Might there. take eleven hours, but they'll, <laughs> they'll be there. They'll be there. We got our <laughs> signs. We got a, we got a fucking squad coming up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. How many people? How many signs? The signs. The signs are crazy, dude. Do you ever have dreams where you're running a race? Hmm. Yeah. And but, are there signs? <laughs> like, no. are people cheering you on in your dreams? No. Okay. If I'm on, no. a, if I'm having a dream, I'm on a trail by myself. Okay. Yeah. But there's going to be a squad up there. She's going to have a That's whole great. she's going to have a village up there supporting her and everyone's really excited. Yeah. So It's a big thing. A marathon, your first marathon is a big thing. I I haven't run a marathon. Yeah. See, look at that. And I got to get to it. I know. <laughs> uh, so talk about this knee injury cuz I think now's a good time to talk about that if we're going to get into this whole finishing thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Do you want to go is first? It, is it your It looks knee? like you want to go seems first. Like I it is go first. my knee. <laughs> seems, like I, it seems like I might want to go first. It is All my right. body, but what? you can go first. <laughs> I'll go Wh- first. White male. Uh, yeah. You can go yeah. First. Privileged, yeah. Pri- privileged white male. Needs Excuse to get me. his words in first. <laughs> Excuse right. me. Yeah. All right. You go first, Dad. All right. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> All, right. All right, Lindsay. Let's go first. I can see your finger. Lindsay, yeah, no. Lindsay you go first. Okay. You, you go first. Um, so... I haven't really had, I haven't had any pain in my, in my left leg, um, most of training camp up until I ran 18 miles. And then I, I can't actually remember if I felt it during the run, but I, it did start to kind of bother me afterwards. It felt more like up a little higher in my hamstring and then it's kind of like settled and I've identified it kind of behind my knee and it was bothering me when I would like go up the stairs. I could feel a little bit, but nothing super painful, just you know, something there. And Mm -hmm. then, um, I, yeah, took, took a lot of rest after my 18 mile run. And then when I got back to, got back to it, um, I could feel it a little bit on the bike when I was, cause I do a lot of cross training with the bike. Um, I could feel it on the bike when I would straighten out my leg and, um, yeah, it was just like nagging me a bit. And then I've just continued to give it rest and do what I can, like gentle stretching and Epsom baths and stuff. Um, and yeah, I did my last run actually today before the marathon. So it was supposed to be between three and four miles and just like a favorite 
Ann Arbor run. So I went to Gallup and ran um, towards Parker Mill, which is like a really nice baby tree route. Lots, no people. It was great. And it, it started to bother me. So I had to cut my run a little bit short and um, walk it out. So just mm-hmm. feeling a little bit nervous, but we'll see. I know Adam is biting at the no, I'm good. Bullet here. I just, I just, it's. A, I think it's a taper niggle. And a what? Uh, yeah, I was. I'm new to this term too. It's called a niggle. I don't like that. I know. Can we use like wiggle? I, I wish it was a different name. What is it? Runners will know what that is. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a, a, a my, runners niggle. A run, it's a taper niggle, and that's like a small injury that comes up in a kind of a place where your body is primed. And you've been working for something, and then so you're a little extra sensitive towards things that don't feel perfectly traditional. Yeah. Um, and it happens to a lot of runners. Huh. And so I think with her, she's a little she's a little hypersensitive. I definitely I definitely agree with her that she's feeling something, but I'm confident that it's just a little something that she might have to manage this on race day a little bit. But it's not something that's going to blow her blow her out of the water and make it right. so that she can't race. Right. I'm okay. also a fairly high-strung gal, so <laughs> it's uh, not fairly. completely out of the ordinary to, to worry about something like this. So that's, we'll see. That's part of the role of Coach Adam is he's got to talk yeah. you down. Yeah. What's next oh, after this race? Great question. Um, I think there was a big period of my training camp where I, uh, Trinity and Kayla, two good friends of mine can both attest to this shout out to both of them. Yes. Shout out to both of them. Um, they have heard me say that I am so ready to be done with this so that I can never run again or never run a marathon again, multiple times. It got brutal there for a while. Just, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. So with the blister involved too. Yeah. And I just, uh, yeah, there was a point where I had two massive blisters on both of my big toes so two blisters total, but on each of my big toes. And it was very intense, very painful. I also had a blister on my the sole of my foot by my heel. And then I also, unrelated to running, but cut my finger on a mandolin, which is oh, like really I, thin slicing right. tool. Um, Everyone, you get, a, you get a mandolin and you instantly cut your finger. Yeah. She, she just had to pickle those onions. I, wasn't, I was thin slicing radishes for okay. salad for Mother's Day and it was delicious. It was worth the pain, but I have since bought the metal gloves that protect your fingers. Oh, they make yeah. Okay. That led that series of events led to a a bit of a breakdown, right. a full fledged breakdown. Yeah, like, it was like a I toddler scale breakdown. It was tears and I was like in a towel. My hair was wet and like I was just yeah, I was a real mess. But it was. I mean, I think it's good. It's to kind good of go to have that. those. Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. But I just was sick of being in pain. Like I had had a lot of you know, and then the cut just put me over right. the edge. So, right. um. I think I'm excited to not be training for a marathon anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm excited to just kind of see where this goes and then be able to take a deep breath. Like today going out for, you know, a three mile run, I would have liked it to be four had my hamstring not felt a little bit wonky, but that was like a really big breath of fresh air because I used to love running that distance and I haven't really been able to run it um, Mm -hmm. since like January when I was first like establishing more of my running base. So I, I think next I would like to run a trail half marathon at some point, but not right away. Um, and then other than that, I think I'm just looking forward to like keeping a 10 mile um, distance with my fitness yeah. in, in my body so that I can enjoy the runs um, and have like a good base. But 
not anything super competitive or crazy. So big picture, you want to be able to run a considerable amount of distance, but yeah. not like a crazy amount. Yeah. 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 I think that good. was a big, that was a big part of early training camp was we gave her and by we, I mean me and the bananas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh big banana. Big <laughs> <laughs> They're watching. Always watching. Always watching. Um, January, <laughs> January and February of this year were do what you're doing. Um, run those runs you like to run, but keep it consistent. And then I think as soon as March kind of started to uptick, I kind of had to tell her the three mile, four mile run doesn't really serve a purpose for us anymore. Um, I'd rather have you take more days off and put in five, six, seven mile efforts. Um, and, yeah. and so I think she has kind of been pulled away from that standard like 45 minute outing that she really likes a lot of her routes around ann arbor or that distance so she kind of got yanked out of that like classic classic route situation that she likes so i'm glad to hear that you want to go back to that probably want to just like put your shoes on without having your feet be completely <laughs> fucked and you know and yeah. just kind of like go run and right. enjoy the sun right. and that's great yeah and that's, that's great. this is part of the reason why i subscribe but not really subscribe because he's not coaching me or anything, but Adam's method of running in general is let's like, let's fall in love with running instead mm -hmm. of you got to do this so you can do that other thing. Let's like, let's actually enjoy this and not worry about pausing your watch. So you, so your time isn't yeah. longer. You don't need to pause your watch. Just go for the run. It doesn't matter. Cue me up with a, cue me up with a hot take. Okay. Dude. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot take. Ooh, that's the first one. <laughs> if you pause your watch on a run, I'm not a fan. Me and either. that is gonna that's gonna ruffle feathers. That's gonna definitely ruffle it's feathers. Gonna rubber, Evan Hicks, ruffle. if you're listening I right know. now, that's gonna ruffle your There's also a lot feathers. of PRP ambassadors and PRP listeners who are not gonna Tessa like Perez, for that one. I know. I see you. Uh -oh. <laughs> I love you, but I see you. A yeah. five second uh just let it run. Just let it rip, dude. And just, all these apps know when you stop anyway. Yeah. It's just, just stop worrying about it. Just go Let run. It go. Just go run. Yeah. And that's what I like about the way Adam runs. It's like, let's just go out there and have fun. Enjoy the sun. Enjoy the, enjoy the trail. Yeah. Enjoy the road. And just, Oh, I also have a hot take. Ooh, that's a hot take. Super Ooh. hot. Okay. <laughs> My hot take is that I actually prefer running in the winter. Oh. Over running in the summer. That's a fucking, that's real hot. That's a yeah. cold take, baby. <laughs> Keeping it cold. cold. <laughs> yeah, Burr. she is. She. I mean, I think with why it's a controversial one. I just my I fell in love with running when it was like fall going into winter. Okay. Um. So I obviously I'm not a complete psycho. I don't love running when um like you have four layers on and your skin still hurts. Like I don't love that kind of running. But yeah. like I do like running in the winter. Um. Just not when it's like bone chilling, fucked up. But yeah, I think I just fell in love with running when it was cold. So it's real nostalgic for you. Yeah, I just prefer it. I yeah. think it's beautiful and there's less people out. And like I've said, I'm an introvert. So it's quieter when it's yeah. if you're running in the snow, it is nice after a fresh snow. Yeah. Going oh, for a run. I it's love so a fresh snow. silent. I know, it's beautiful. God, That's, That's a that. great time if you cause you run with music, Adam. Kinda. Fifty fifty. You run you run with music. Yeah. That's a great time to not run with me. Yeah, and I do that sometimes. Like once I get to the trails from my house on a run in the winter, I will um, shut my music off and just yeah. listen to That's the great. crunch of my feet. That's kind of a hot take too. What? Sometimes you don't need music. Hit them with it. 
Ooh, that's a hot take. I really like that one. That one's been queued <laughs> that's up. That's my favorite. That one. one's been queued up, but yeah. it's not a section, and I haven't used it yet. So, well, we've used it three times now, so it probably just be, do it again. It'd Let's probably be a give it to him one more time. Just if we did it one more time. Ooh, that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay, let's get back to the podcast because this is a podcast about running and and hot takes and hot takes and cold takes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so advice for someone wanting to start running or just starting running, what would it be? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is often when I talk to friends or um, acquaintances or people who aren't runners who. I tell them that I love running and that it's something that I do consistently. A lot of things, something that people often say is, oh, I could never do that. I'm too slow. Or, oh, I could never do that because I would need to walk. Like people are always flabbergasted when I tell them I'm a runner, but I also walk on my runs and I'm also slow. So I think my biggest piece of advice would be like, just to listen to your body, LTYB. Shout out to my mom. That's her saying. <laughs> she does. Her mom texts me that before all every single one of my races. Yeah, really. LT, that's L- cute. What is it? LYTB. LTYB. L-T-Y-B. Listen to your body. Just to your body. Taps, capital yeah. letters. That's all she'll text yeah. me. Yeah. That's Fucking nice. perfect advice, dude. Oh, it is. So yeah, I think not like you can be a runner and you don't have to look like maybe what people think a traditional runner looks like. You can be a runner in any body size at any speed. So I think that would be my biggest piece of advice is just like listening to your own body and finding the running that works for you. And it's okay if you think that that looks different from someone else and it likely will because you have your own body. (laughs) Nice. That's good advice. Thank you. Make it yours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Keep it real. That's good advice. All right. So Let's talk about what's the plan for the big race weekend? What's the plan? What's the plan? Travel plan, squad, nutrition. That's a good one. Let's talk about the travel plans first. Let's hit them again. Let's just fun. What's the plan for the big race weekend? What's the plan? What's the plan? All right. All right. (laughs) What's the plan? Go for it, Green. For the big race weekend. What's the plan? Um, Okay. So travel plans. So we're leaving sometime Friday. Yeah, hopefully pretty early. Yeah. Sometime Friday, we got an Airbnb in Traverse City. It's just a little one-bedroom one-bedroom nice. guy. Charge you an arm and a leg for that. Yeah, it was uh, $1,000 for yeah. three nights. What were your so. rates again, Airbnb? You it's, were cool. It's Traverse City, bro. Yeah. It's hot. And it's Memorial Day, yeah. so Oh. Yeah. it's and, understandable. And we were a touch irresponsible. I was a touch late on booking the Airbnb. I, I will take that. I'm a big planner myself. I make fun of her, but I was like, look, this is your thing. Planet. You need to plan it and I'll support you. And she took a little while to book. Okay. Which is fair. I will say I'm a big planner in life uh, and my day to day. I'm a huge proponent, proponent, supporter yep. of planning. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to traveling, I really like to let Adam take the wheel. Yeah. And that's like a big blessing for me when I travel because it, it allows me to kind of relax and not worry about it. But like he said, this was my thing. And I definitely waited a little long. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done the same. Yeah. We we can't check in until four. So I think, yeah. It's a late check-in. Weird check-in. So leave sometime Friday morning. I think the plan is to stop about halfway through. It's only about four hours, but stop somewhere, um, go for a walk, stretch the legs, um, and yeah, then get to the Airbnb, get, you know, set our stuff down, get all checked in, everything, scope out the place, and then packet pickup is from five to nine friday night so 
head over to pack up packet pickup probably before dinner. Yeah. And then um pack yeah. Packet pickup at Bayshore's nice and chill. Packet nice. pickup. Packet pickup. Packet pickup. Packet pickup. Packet pickup. Packet pickup. No, you said it three I times like that. Yeah. So yeah, I had to pack it, pick up. Almost missed it on that fourth time. You there. got it though. Jinxed myself. Do that whole shenanigan and then head back to the Airbnb. My mom will probably meet us and have dinner with us at the Airbnb um, the night before. And yeah, chill dinner and then bed early. But yeah, that's Taking that's the, and then the we're, evening. Yeah, and then we're there. We're there Saturday and Sunday. And oh, we, so you're gonna soak it in? Yeah, yeah. we won't leave till Monday, and we've got a lot of people coming up to yeah. Who's support the squad? Us. What's the squad looking like? So the squad. There's, there's some surprise members of the squad that aren't going to be named. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I hate surprises. Surprise squad. It's no one that's going to stress you out. All right. Don't okay. worry. Well, Adam has proven himself pretty good at surprises so far. So. In general. Yeah. All right. One surprise. Explain it. Explain one surprise. Oh, okay. Really I think maybe you've only done one. Have you done more than one surprise? One major one. One, like one really that required a lot of planning beyond like mini baby surprises. But um, the big one is that Kayla and Trinity, who were in my cohort for grad school, um, who will also be there supporting me. So shout out to them. All right. We love them. They're partners so Kayla's husband Evan and then Trinity's boyfriend Taylor who will also be there supporting me so shout out to them but um shout out to the Aurora Society yeah that's what we call ourselves but pre-graduation they wanted to do something for the three of us to celebrate um so the guys wanted to do a surprise for the guys okay. yeah yeah the yeah. gals were all graduating right yeah. yeah um and Adam had told me because he I don't know if you've mentioned this on the podcast already, but volunteers with Big Brothers Big Sisters and um, had set up the idea after that, that we had an event to go to with his little Corey. Am I allowed to say his name on here? Yeah. Okay. Too late. He's here forever. <laughs> love can't Corey. cut this Shout out, out to Corey. Yeah. Love I love you, dude. <laughs> so that was the expectation that we were going to this event for Corey. Um, it, it was in Ipsy. And so we showed up in Ipsy and ran into Kayla and Trinity and their partners. And I was like, Oh, so funny. What are you guys doing here? And I was flabbergasted. I was really tired. I would just gone for a long run. So it was like my long run got shifted to the wrong day. So it wasn't supposed to be on the surprise day, but it ended up working out that way. So I was really tired and had it not been something for Corey, which I know is really important um, to Adam. I probably wouldn't have left the house. So he, picked a good I knew what I was doing picked a good excuse he's a master yeah dude, dude the best he part weaves, weaves I weave the I, web I weave the web the best part about it bro is we got down there uh, I had her baited on this whole Corey big brothers big sisters ploy and we get down there and run into <laughs> Kayla and Trinity and Taylor and Evan and she's like okay like it was so I'm like what a coincidence that we run into them <laughs> And she's like, okay, like it was so good to see you guys. Yeah, we were, we're like running late. But we're late for this event. Like we have to go. So like she was like in the surprise and it had been presented to her. I had no idea. But she was still sold on the original story. Yeah. So, okay. All right. All right. Let's get back to the squad. Let's yes. do it. Let's get back. Okay. So the squad will be Kayla and Trinity. And then, like I said, their partners are also coming. So Kayla and Evan, Trinity and Taylor. My mom will be there. Um, and then Adam and myself. Yeah. Yeah. Get, that's a nice squad. We'll get a little beach action afterwards and mm-hmm. have all Sunday to kind of do what we want to do. And we won't have to take off until until Monday. And so I think it's I think it's a great plan. There's plenty of downtime on the on the backside of the race to, to take it easy. Yeah. It makes it 
there's something to look forward to yeah. other than this massive race. It's I'm a like big a fan. Whole, I'm a big fan of thing. Yeah. Make it a vacation. Make right. it something enjoyable. It's not just about the race. It's about the whole yeah. thing. I'm here for it. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> nutrition. Yeah. Nutrition. Yeah, you got it. Nutrition. He knows it. He knows it by the, the, from the back. Of I don't know. Head. I don't know how I know it so well. It's weird. <laughs> This is your first time on this. Yeah, I know. It's All right, weird. so what's the what's the nutrition game looking like? The night before, during the race, and then post-race. Mm. Post-race mm. nutrition. Um, so nutrition, pre-race meal. So the night before, I haven't fully planned out yet. I'm thinking it will probably, it, it will definitely be cooked at home, which is why I got an Airbnb with like a nice kitchen because I love to cook and as someone in, food and nutrition i want to be able to compose my own meal so um she loves to cook and she loves control yeah so oh. cooking her own meal is it checks both those i boxes. like the term composing meal yeah, yeah. like it's artistic it is an art it form. is an art form yeah. but like she you're, has opened you're really thinking about she's it. opened my eyes to cult like col- like culinary art i'm like no joke like her food is she can't make an easy snack yeah i'll ask her to make me something quick and it just is it that I isn't can't in do her, it. dude. Yeah. She cannot yeah. do that. It has to have six garnishes. There's gonna at be least. garnish. There's gonna be oh, a side. Great. There's gonna be a chopped apple that's slice. Nice. It's so good. I'm so spoiled. <laughs> so you're never good. gonna go back. I you're gonna get a snack pack one be, day. From it's gonna someone. be tough, dude. It's to be go like back. A slice of cheese. And if a I ever have to go out of this, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. I'm hooked. It's my shining star. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you hook them. Um, side note, just a shout out to myself. That I won. <laughs> wow. First guest self shout out. <laughs> I won best chef in my cohort when we did um, superlatives for my wow. graduation. So yeah, it was well deserved. It's because I love garnishes. Yeah. That's how you yes. get them. Okay. So dinner. Anyway, dinner will likely, although I, like I said, haven't composed the entire thing, will likely be um, some roasted sweet potatoes. In a specific way, I have a specific way that I do them that gets them really caramelized without um, just with like using the natural sugar of the sweet potato. And it is so good. Um, Allegra. Shout out to Allegra. She's a big sweet potato gal. Yeah. Before, before races too. Yeah. Um, so roasted sweet potatoes with maybe some roasted peppers, red onion and rice. And then okay. some either chicken or chicken sausage kind of like a bowl situation and then with some spinach with a lemon vinaigrette that I'll probably bring up that I make at home. That's really good. <sighs> so that's like, you know, only slightly thought I'm out. hungry now. <laughs> I know. She always makes her own dressings too, which is a world I didn't come from. Oh yeah. Oh, that it's she a, it's a game changer. That's how my mama does it. She won't purchase a dressing. Uh-uh. Why would you? Sacrilegious. I mean, I did before, but it's not a thing. You fool. I know. God damn it. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's pre-race. Yeah, that's night before dinner. Okay. And then morning of yeah. will be a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios with sliced banana and probably oat milk. Oh, nice. You know you got to answer more about, you got to give more context there about, to the, the, about the banana. Let's talk about the banana. All right. What kind of ripeness Bring are in we the gonna, banana. Oh, Bring in okay. the little curvy the bastard. <laughs> um, What's your ripeness? Level? My ripeness is no green. Slightly spotted brown, just okay. very, very like freckles. How very about a little bit of, of sugar starting? In how about these? Yeah. How about these guys in front of you here? These guys are too. Um, these are too underripe. Mm. And if I'm gonna be very particular, it's a banana from Ecuador because I used to live there. Shout out! And oh. they have the best bananas. And where are these ones from? Peru. Yeah, they're are not doing okay? it for me. Those are huge. 
It's a little big bigger. Bananas. It's a bit little bigger. Big than banana. Okay, like. so banana, Cheerio, oat milk. Okay, um, and yeah, that'll probably do it for my pre. What about during the race? During the race, love, love during the race nutrition. Okay, um, a little too much maybe. <laughs> is I'm it gonna, just? I'm is gonna, it just straight goo? I'm gonna guess. No. I gotta get. I gotta <laughs> guest host and, and rewind too, because you know you're missing. What? You're missing a section. Oh not, yeah, it's not Eric's fault. I didn't have it written down. Oh, shoot! What, what section am I missing? What section are you missing in morning? Morning before the race. Oh, poop. Yeah, the little pooper. Let's talk poop. The little pooper. Right. Nice, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk poop. Um. Okay. So normally, I'm actually a little nervous. I've thought about this. I'm a little nervous about uh, a pre a pre race poop PRP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have and always have been a regular morning pooper. Mm-hmm. But it's very in tune with my circadian rhythm. So whatever time I'm waking up at in life, in that phase of life, so whatever my schedule is, within about 15 minutes of waking up, I'm ready to rock. Um, it's pretty impressive. That's honestly. nice. Yeah, yeah so. it's great. I love it. I get it out of the way. I feel good. You also poop a lot. I do poop <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I love a good poop. Yeah. Um, and I also love talking about poop. So if anyone has follow-up questions later on from the listeners, yeah, please hit me up. I used to study human poop as part of my job. Um, so I love talking about it. I um, can confirm that she was a poop study person. Yeah. Um, can I say one more thing about the poop? Yeah, you can say whatever okay. you want. Okay. So before I started doing that for my job, collecting poop, then I wasn't collecting poop. Then I was handling human specimens that had been sent in from the hospital of people who were sick with a specific gastrointestinal bacterial um, illness. But before that, when I was actually collecting my own poop, it was part of a lab for school. So I took a course where we were like part of a study. And so we would bring in our own poop samples. And the best part was that all the students had to bring them in and everyone was all embarrassed and ashamed to like take their vial out. Cause then everyone could see what color their poop was. Um, mm-hmm. you know, some people was green or Brown or purple if you had beets or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, lots of shame in that room though. I will say. Okay. So let's move on to race nutrition. Though. Wait, but I didn't talk about, oh, you aren't done with, the did poop? I talk about my morning poop enough? I don't think I finished. I don't, I think we got sidetracked. Let's finish Should poop. I start over? No, we're sitting, sure. on, we're sitting on the seat. We haven't finished the poop. Yeah. We're still reading. We're still <laughs> that reading. That never articles. happens to me. Should I start over or should I just keep going? Just, just keep, keep going. going. Okay. So you can't start a poop over. <laughs> that doesn't work. You suck no. it back in. You can't. Yeah, it's true. You can't. <laughs> Once it's prairie dog and it's ready to go. Yeah, she's rocking. So, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> where were we? Okay. So <laughs> I am a regular routine morning pooper. However, I don't, the race starts at seven fifteen. I don't normally wake up at you know, five or six. So when I'm waking up early, like when I have to go to the airport and got on, on an early flight or something, I usually can't go because my body's not ready, right? Like my circadian rhythm is not attuned to that time. So I'm a little nervous actually about the morning poop because I just know that my body won't be ready to go yet. And I'm not like a person who can jimmy it out with a tea or coffee. So I'll just have to, you know, wait. And then hassle it out on the on a porter potty but i'm a quick pooper and it's usually clean so you know it's a good it's a good time i'm not too worried i was worried during the half marathon but i actually fun fact didn't poop until eight and a half miles and hadn't had my morning poop because it was a similar time situation so 
That I was is a fine. fun fact. Yeah. So you've as dealt, fun as it gets. Yeah. You, you've dealt with it before. Yeah. You'll be right. I, I think you'll poop it. I think you'll be fine. We'll All right. See. Let's get back to the business of nutrition. Okay. Big fan of during the race nutrition. I will be fueling probably about every two and a half, three miles. Um, and that will be about anywhere to 15 to 30 grams of carbohydrates every three miles. So my fuel generally tends to be, um, I love applesauce pouches, like the Go-Go Squeeze brand. Yeah. Um, a little twist top. Yeah. The little nice. twist top. Um, so I really like those as well as Welch's gummies. Just keep it real classic. It's not a sports gummy, but I just love them and they sit well in my stomach and I love the way they taste and they're cheap. Yes. They sit Very well. Cheap. They sit well in your stomach. stomach? She, she's a big fan of like the snacks. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she runs to snack. I think I almost. do. Yeah. I do run to snack. You got to snack up. Yeah. While you're on the run. Which it's I think is a strength of hers, actually. Yeah. Compared to other marathoners or distance runners who are focused on speed and time, the last thing they probably worry about is nutrition. Mm-hmm. With her background and her affinity towards food in general, I think nutrition is probably her strongest suit. Yeah, that's the first thing I think about. So, um, yeah, applesauce pouches, go-go squeeze, um, and Welch's gummies, and occasionally... I like like humas with ca- the caffeine, so the mocha flavor. Shout out to Carter for convincing me to try that because for some reason I thought that the mocha flavor would be gross and it's amazing. Mm. So I highly recommend trying it. So yeah, that and then maybe like some scratch gummies with some caffeine and then also just like scratch um, electrolyte powder in my water. So I usually like to have just one plain water bottle and then one scratch water bottle. It helps me get in obviously electrolytes that I've lost um, during my activity, but also replenishes carbohydrates in a slower way without messing up my stomach. Yeah, just really ensuring during the race that I am replenishing with enough carbohydrates. I'm a big proponent of um, glucose is your source of fuel, and I'm not a fan of um, fasted activity. So as someone who comes from my background, I think nutrition is really important. Hence why I pay so much attention to it when I'm running. Ooh, that's a hot take. <laughs> I like that. Though. It is a hot take. That it's is a hot take in the running world. Yeah. yeah. Lots of athletes would. But you're a nutritionist. And honestly, I might be biased, but I, I trust her a little more than I trust people who have just been running. Uh, and so having her in my life as an ultra runner has been great because yep. she knows what I need. Right. So I think hang your hat on your ability to understand your nutrition and knock that out of the park as one of the sectors of this race that is going to go tremendously well for you. That'll help with the rest of the weekend too. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, just some booze, hopefully kind of, that, kind of whatever sounds good. Nice. Boozing whatever I'm beach. feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Look good. What you Run good. So tell me about the trip. Okay. So you are going to be carrying a lot of snacks. How are you carrying them? What's the, what's the whole kit? Oh, the snack kit and then the rest of the okay. less important stuff. Yeah. yeah, the snack kit's kind of up for debate right now. Yeah, so the snack kit is up for debate. Adam thinks that I, it's been de- debated and discussed whether or not I should wear a vest while I'm running, like a hydration vest. Have you, have you run with one before? Yes, I okay. have. Um, done a couple of my long runs and actually a couple shorter runs, like just to try it out. Um, 
in a hydration vest. You know, um, we have like a minimalist yeah. hydration vest. Okay. That's from Patagonia. That's not bulky. That just kind of has breast bottles and a small patch on the back. It doesn't have like a big bladder thing. Yeah, it doesn't There's have no like a traditional liter. camelback okay. kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, so it is light, but in my opinion, she shouldn't wear that and she should get her nutrition when she sees her squad and she should run light. Right. She's a little more inclined to always have water with her. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what decision you make. I think there's not a wrong decision. It's just all about. You can always hand off your water to someone in your squad. Too. You could start it's with the vest. Here you go. Or you could. My thought is pack your snacks in your belt and in your in your tights and have your hand held with you. Because what her whole thing is she doesn't want to be stranded without water. Yeah. There's not that big of a gap between marathon aid stations. But if you have your hand held, we can top that off and you can top that off yourself at aid stations. Yeah, that's true. I, like I said, I really like having the bottle of scratch, like electrolyte water, as well as plain water. So I'm inclined to wear the vest. I'm I'm thinking about potentially doing some kind of like only having my hand held and like a couple snacks, like Adam said, in my in my running tights for like the first um, few miles. And then whenever I see them, like putting the vest on for the last bit or vice versa of like, I just really, really like to stay properly hydrated. Again, as someone in nutrition, I take that stuff very seriously. So um, making sure that I have access to it whenever I want it. Um, And also then I can take sips along the way again as not to like upset my stomach um, and have a bunch of like liquid sitting in your stomach, um, which you would have to do if I like ran out of water and then finally got some water or something. So I just like the idea of being able to like sip it whenever I want. So it's still, still up for debate, but yeah. What about the rest of the kit? Um, take us head to toe. Head to toe. Head. Go ahead. Head to toe. Head to toe. Let's go head to toe. There's more to tell about the toe. I know. So got more to come about the toe. Yeah. Yeah. The toe is a constant debacle. Uh, I'm wearing a hat that I'm very excited about actually. It's from John G and it is like a It's swaggy. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. a really really light like dry dry fit kind of material. Um but even probably lighter than dry fit. It's like they call it hyper light, but it's basically feels like like an athletic shirt. It's very thin, but it's very fun, so I'm very excited about that. Um and then wearing a Brooks sports bra. It's my go-to sports bra. They actually don't make it anymore, but it's the only one that I can wear because it you Velcro yourself in like really aggressively, <laughs> which um, strapping in. Yeah, yeah, if anyone has ever seen my body, I I need the the strappage. <laughs> so um, Brooks sports bra, it's like an emerald green. It's very nice, and then an olive kind of like crappy tank top situation from Athleta and yeah so it's like an olive top and then a pair of like black running um seven inch tights um that has pockets on the side and a pocket in the back so those will be great for storing minor things and um and then I'll be wearing in gingy socks which I just tried I don't know what was that two weeks ago wore them on my 18 miler yeah it's been a blister uh, negate the blister strategy. Yeah. Okay. And Gingy's a toe sock. Yeah. So, so. they're all toes. Yep. They're all up in my toes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about the shoes? So the shoes, um, shoes are a little crazy, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
We came into Ann Arbor. This is a shameless plug, but this is a real plug. We came in to Ann Arbor Running Co. last Saturday and spent an hour and a half with Noah. Ooh, wow. Maybe John. an hour. It wasn't an hour. It was upwards was of it? an hour, dude. I'm a slow decider. We did, we, she tried on a spread of shoes because I was a little worried to change her shoes so late in the game, and I was kind of the one responsible for telling her that, no, let's not change the shoe. But then... After her 18 miler, the size of the blister that came was just yeah. That's the the post 18 miler blister is yeah. the one you'll see on Instagram. That's the one. And so I was just like, "There's no way, dude. There's no way <laughs> it's we the one and only. We have to figure this out." So we came in, and we spent yeah. I mean, but I was also pretty insistent that I wanted to try on shoes. Yeah, I was just I'm solution. just worried about her. I'm wor- yeah. I'm worried about her being in a different shoe yeah. more for her psyche than anything else. The shoe that she's running has been the shoe that she's running for her entire career. Yeah. So we a shoes a shoe, right? Eh, no, no, not really. <laughs> Hot take. So she was in a she was in a Pegasus, Nike Pegasus thirty six. Thirty six. And Only the we came into Ann Arbor Running Co. And yeah, you can kind of explain. What yeah, there. so um, we came into the Running Co. And I explained my problem of where my blisters were and kind of what I was experiencing throughout more of my long runs. And um, basically, Noah basically said that my shoes were likely too small. So I had been running in sevens. That is like my normal foot size. Um, that's my normal shoe size is a seven or seven and a half, depending on the brand. Um, and so I've always run in sevens with, with Nike Pegasus. Um, and that's worked well until I started running longer distances. For a little bit of context, we tried to transition her into a trail yeah. shoe this winter. Okay. And we tried to put her in a Hoka and her feet started going numb. Interesting. And it was a big problem. So yeah. that is what deterred cons- me. It deterred me and her from both saying, okay, let's go try a new shoe. Right. Okay. So continue. Sorry. Just a little context there. Yeah, no, that's good context. So, um, came into the store and Noah said I should try on eight and a half. I was flabbergasted. I was like, that's way too. That's a big jump. Yeah. Um, and I also just have like this weird thing about like, I'm just like a short human, but I'm like, you know, I'm five, three. So like, I don't want to put on a giant pair of shoes and make myself look really short. Like, yeah. um, and you know, you want your shoes to fit. I've gone my whole life, like with my shoes feeling like snug to my foot. Um, anyway, we tried on a bunch of shoes with Noah eights, eight and a halfs, and, um, eventually settled on an eight in a, it's like a new balance, fresh foam, maybe a 1080 V. I can't remember what the full, they're swaggy. Line of the are, shoe dude. is. They're like bright orange nice. with some pink. Um, okay. But it was cool, though, because we did have, we had five different shoes out in, in each of them in two or three different sizes. I mean, we had 15 boxes of shoes. Wow. And she was putting each pair completely on both feet, walking around. It was, it was a whole thing. That's a big yeah, try no, it was, it was a, it was a good try on. And um, yeah. Noah gave some great advice about like when you are picking a bigger shoe and you need more space for your toes that you should pay attention to like the fit of the shoe more on like your heel and how much it's wiggling compared to what I was kind of focusing on was that space in the front. Um, which I think allowed me to, and that's why I eventually settled on the ones that I did because they just fit snug the most in the right places. And I did a seven mile run in them to test them out. And then I also did my run today, the three mile run in them as well. But it, it was the first time that all of my toes have been in contact with the ground. 
so I could like feel my entire foot like spreading out like I think it's supposed to feel so yeah I'm hopeful that they'll work out and I'm not feeling as nervous about switching to a new shoe at this late in the game anymore yeah I mean if a seven mile run didn't hurt at all yeah I'm sure sure you'll be fine yeah I'm glad I'm, I'm I'm feeling optimistic about the shoe I feel like we've Solve the blister problem, and that the 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 new shoe is not going to create another problem. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, so we have a gift for you. It's pretty great. A gif? A, no, <laughs> a, a, a gift with a T at the we end. The PR, we know, got the PRP. We got PRP gifts coming. PRP out. gifts coming out. Ooh, it's a pair of socks from Volpine Socks. I'm gonna pretend they are that dope. I didn't already know that. Volpine Six. <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't. You didn't know that already, but these are great, Adam. Do you want to talk a little bit more about these things? I'll give here? a, I'll give a, I'll give a shameless Volpine plug. Yeah, let's hear it. Do a little bag. So fresh. So Volpine's new. They're pre-production. They're going to be dropping uh, sometime in the middle of June. They're like an ankle-high sock. Why don't you try them on? Can I? Can Put I open on. it? Yeah, yeah, you can open, open it. it up. So there's two cool things about the Volpine sock that I actually really like. Ooh. Yeah, take both out so we don't take do them both wrinkles. out. There's there's two cool things about the Volpine sock that I like. One is that they're kind of um, I'm gonna need your help with this, Eric, because I don't know what this word is. Okay. It's not astro- astronomically designed. It's Ergo- ergonomically. Ergonomically right. designed. Ergonomically. Ergonomically, ergonomically designed go, to kind of <laughs> the, the cushioning, the cushioning for the pad of your foot is designed left and right to kind of have that angle that yeah. your foot needs. Right. Uh, which is like the the most utility based piece of it. And then the other thing I like, which is just the swaggy, and this is because I'm just a weird wannabe hippie from Ann Arbor, is that I wear my sock in a Birkenstock sometimes. Okay. And yeah, we do. Cool. And, yeah, cool. 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 <laughs> right on. But the uh, the Volpines are labeled left-right, but not on the toe where you would normally see it. Right. They're, they're labeled underneath the kind of tongue flap. So the Volpines are cool, and we're gonna be we're gonna be giving those to each uh, you know guest that comes on the on the pod from here on out. So check them out. How do they feel? Are they on right now? Yeah, they're on. They're they nice. feel they feel great, nice honestly. Cozy. They're cozy. They're, um, I'm a big fan of post run socks. A sock a sock swap. A sock swap. Yeah, like after I take a shower, I like to put on my nicest pair of socks. Because I just like to treat my feet after they've done all that hard work. Right. Give them some love. Right. So I think that these, hopefully it's not too hot, but at least in the evening, these are the socks that yeah. I will be wearing. Okay. And it will be a big treat. Well, we'll have to see feel if, nice that, and good. if that stays in the post-shower rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout out Volpine. Let's go Volpine. They're, they're hooking it up. It's PR, been... PRP it's, guest gifts. Is there, is there a better. website that they can go to? Yeah, it's Volpine.com. V-U-L-P-I-N-E. Yep, Volpine.com. We'll, and we'll backlink that on our all website right. soon, too. All right, so. so we're wrapping up here. Adam, what do you want to say towards the end here? It's your first mm. time on the podcast. Should Probably I put say my something. sunglasses on so I don't show any emotion? No. Right. Um, <laughs> I think that there is going to be stuff that I save for just Lindsay and I. Um, but I think what I want to say right now is... I think there's kind of like two, there's kind of two ways to think about your running journey. Uh, and, and I think you can, you can kind of look at it through two lenses. So I think you have this really unique entry into the running space where so many of the people in your life are big runners. And I think what that can do in a kind of a dangerous way for you is it can almost, um, devalidate the work you're doing to just run a marathon. Um, you know, you know, people that run ultras, you know, people that do all this crazy stuff. 
And then you look in the mirror and say, well, I'm running a marathon and I'm really nervous about it, but, um, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And what I want to tell you and remind you of, which I've kind of been in your ear this whole training camp, is that running a marathon is a big deal. Running a marathon is a, is a very big deal. And I, I just want you to not let your community of heavy, intensive runners weigh against you in a bad way. Um, so just, just be present, be, be cognizant of that rather, and understand that this is a big, big thing that you're trying to accomplish. And then I think the other piece of that is using that to your benefit. So you've, you've, you've been kind of given your, given your birthing to the running space through the ultra lens. And I think you can really use that as, to your advantage here because ultra running is a little bit different than road and speed and pavement running. And ultra running is about the experience and it's about listening to your body and it's about being outside. And on Saturday, you're going to be running, you know, along the coast of Lake Michigan, which is the, you know, the, the lake that you've grown up swimming in and you've, you know, spent your life visiting. And so I think just leverage that, Leverage that lens you have into the ultra marathon and the ultra running world to your benefit. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the ups and downs that you go through. Just be there. Understand the privilege that you have to be in a position to challenge yourself like this and know that this whole group of people that's going to be there waiting for you is going to be so stoked no matter what. If you fall apart, if you DNF, if you go over six hours, if you go under six hours, the people that are coming to be there with you are here to celebrate the work you've put in. Race day is a celebration of all the work you've done. It's not a test. So enjoy it because it'll be over. It'll be over before you know it. And if you don't sit in it and enjoy it, you're going to kind of end up regretting the fact that you spent so much time stressing on it because then it's just going to be done. So it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to have these nerves. That's really natural. But embrace when you're there on the starting line and when I kind of hug you in the bay and walk away from you and you're alone, embrace that because that's what all this hard work has been for. It's, 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 it's to sit there and be there by yourself. And I think that you, I've kind of watched you accomplish and tackle things in your life over the past few years that I think you'd agree with me, you know, the person you were three years ago probably would say, I, I never thought I could do that. And now look at you. Now look where your life trajectory is on. I don't think you would have ever stepped up to the plate to run a marathon two years ago. But you've been able to kind of like take this momentum from your personal life and now you're translating it into your physical life and that's a yin and yang. It goes back and forth. So... Have the confidence in yourself as a human being. Have that confidence in yourself as an athlete. And that's all you need to do. It'll come. You're ready for this, Green. I wouldn't put you out there and, and ask you to push if I didn't think that you were ready. So you're ready. And I want you to enjoy it and have fun. And then afterwards, we're just going to fucking party it up. But only until 9 p.m. And only until 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And that's good. Time. That's good. Yeah, you really kind of stole my thunder a little bit too on my advice <laughs> okay. you can you can double down no but i don't know in life 
even in this race, you're training for this thing, and everyone's like, oh, great, but what are you going to do after? What's the next thing? And also in life, you get your you get your degree, and they're like, okay, now what are you going to do? And then you're in that job, you're like, okay, what are you going to do after that job? What's the next step? But that mindset really makes you forget about right now, and especially in a race that's 26 and some change miles, there's a lot of emotion that happens. And that type of emotion, you can't really emulate with, with anything else. So listening to yourself and, and remembering or trying to take in that whole rainbow or roller coaster of emotions while you're doing it is like a really cool, just in general, a really cool experience to have that you'll never get back or you'll, or you can't get from anywhere else. So just being present and not thinking about sometimes just not thinking about the next mile or the net or what am I going to do at the end of this race? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat a lot of food. I'm going to, I'm going to have a lot of drinks, but just thinking about that step you're having right now, that step and the feeling it goes through your leg and then or, or the vibrations through your whole body and the breaths you're taking those things and what you're feeling is so different than regular life that it's just important to reflect on that while you're in it. It's like the office thing where like, Oh, I wish I knew I was in the good times Yeah. when I was in the good times, but like you hit the deal on the head. Yeah. You're kind of in the good times. You're in the good times. doing it no matter what, if you don't finish or if you do finish or if you take longer, you're still experiencing something that most people never experience. And it will be so unique to yourself that ref that being present is important like that <laughs> the high five Fucking all right so great. we're we're wrapping up now so Lindsay, do you have anything you want to say before we close this out anything i want to say could be anything yeah i guess just um i am proud of my i'm really proud of myself Good Another shameless plug for myself. Yeah, good for you. You should be proud of <laughs> yourself. Be You've been working at this for a long time. Yeah, I've been working at this for a long time. And um, I mentioned that I don't like to do hard things. And I think that that is true. But I think also once I decide to do something, I have a very like perseverance mindset to it. And I like to challenge myself in different ways in my life. So I'm really proud of myself for all the growth that I've had mentally and physically in training for this marathon and um yeah I, I guess just a thank you to the people who have run with me and listened to me complain about it shout out to my housemate maddie who has <laughs> like second to adam heard me talk about running more than she probably would like um and yeah just like all of the support that i've gotten from the people around me who care about me and um want me to do well and take care of my body and yeah you're gonna so, rock this thing dude yeah i'm excited yeah, me too. it's good to be excited too uh i'm sure that we'll get an update on how the race goes yeah after well. the race yep. so, well. well it's been real eric it's thanks been for fun. thanks for doing this yeah, bro you did a great job hey, thanks for coming on my podcast <laughs> it was my honor to come on your pod dude it was a great time i've been working hard lens you did a great job i'm yeah. actually really impressed okay. Thank Thank you. You. yeah so all right till next time see you guys
everybody. It's Eric Zugabe, your host for this episode, your running buddy, and your new best friend. I have a birthday coming up, and if you don't come, you're dead to me. Adam, how'd I do? You did a great job, man. You like that? Honestly, I'm really proud of you. You were a little nervous at the beginning, but you really settled in. I was a little rusty. You found your while. You found your form, dude. Season two, episode four, the PRP was recorded in a pollen-filled Ann Arbor at Ann Arbor Running Company on Ashley Street. The PRP intro, outro, jingle jams was made by Mr. Jacob Sigmund. Adam, how'd she do? She did it, bro. It was crazy. She, she made it? She made it. She finished official time, five hours, 54 minutes, and 50 seconds. Wow. It was a true buzzer beater. That's awesome. End. And kind of a little bit of drama late in the game. She was struggling around mile 20. She hit a big low. We had to kind of give her some pep talking and, and some tough love. But the kids marathon at Bayshore started yeah. about uh, about uh, 10 minutes before she was set to finish. And they only ran a 1.2 miles and they let the kids run on the same course. So I oh, wasn't really no. sure what was happening when that was going on. I was still getting settled in the stands and trying to be composed because I was so stressed. But what started happening about two or three minutes before she was set to start coming to the finish line, which ends on the track at yeah. Traverse City Central High, kids started pouring into the finish line. <laughs> and I'm not talking a few kids. Like a lot of kids. A sea of fucking children. So <laughs> I was instantly like, oh my God, she's going to be furious about this. you know? And everyone else was like, is this going to inspire her or help her be like more positive? I was like, no. This is bad. This is bad. Anyways, long story short, we saw her come around the bend with plenty of time to spare. And she was just weaving and dodging through little kids <laughs> and stank facing. Was she, was she smiling? She was on one, bro. I've never seen her run so fast in my oh, life. I thought you meant she was on a kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was extremely stressed about being very close and missing the time. Yeah. Her watch, GPS watch, messed up around mile 20, which also helped kind oh, of lead. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of helped lead to that low. Um, so ultimately, I think she was a little bit confused about where she was and what the timing was. And so she was just, by the time she was within a mile, I think she was just so determined to just keep yeah. the jets on and do it the right way and finish that she didn't even care. So <laughs> it was epic. Uh, and yeah, I'm so proud of her. And I think, uh, yeah, it, even though it might be a one and done, uh, she did it the right way and she'll be pleased about it for the rest of her life. Sweet. Okay. Um, Lindsay wanted us to be sure to plug the Maintenance Phase podcast. Ooh, what's that? I'm glad you asked, Eric. The Maintenance Phase podcast is a podcast that debunks the junk science behind health fads, wellness scams, and nonsensical nutrition advice. They're very straightforward. They like to weed out all the bullshit. Like, what would be like a nonsensical fad? I think just like, just like drinking a bunch of juice or yeah. putting trash cans around you. Juicing or like weird diets or fasting, weird fasting yeah. habits, stuff like that. Um, people are all about that. It's good to have someone actually say like that's bullshit yeah <laughs> exactly uh the podcast has been a big asset for Lynn's during her graduate education to teach her more about weight stigma and what health really means so check it out the maintenance phase podcast Let's get this rolling. 617. Mm. We're not getting any younger here. Mm. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Eric, that was a good one, was it? That was a slow release. Better than mine, dude. That was a slow release. I know, but you, the thing about yours is you can't tell you're doing it. I'm kind of insulted that yours is better than mine. Dude. Well, I did like the cheek thing. Yeah. Like, you, if you Mine's go side cheek, yours is incognito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mine, are, mine are much wetter. Mine are much wetter. Oh, that's great.